Don't be scared. Mm-mm, don't be scared. And now, the BGC Sports Network presents the Shake Back with Willie Epting Jr. The 2020 NBA season is in the books, and they are screaming, we are the champions for the 17th time in their prestigious history. We will get to that here in just a minute. Willie Epstein Jr., hashtag, nope, Shakeback Sports Show, right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Before I bring the big homie, my brother from another mother in, Corey Ellison, we got to pay these bills real quick. This first segment is being brought to you by Carter Paws. Feeling stressed? Well, you are not alone. Cotopause is, or stress is an unpleasant part of life, so call Cotopause. Cotopause is committed to providing individuals, groups, ministries, and businesses with great space solutions. Visit Cotopause.org today and discover real solutions for life. That's K-A-T-A-P-A-U-S-E dot org and discover real solutions for life. Big homie, brother from another mother, Corey Ellison. What's happening? What's happening, dog? <laughs> Look, man, I'm glad to be back on with you, man. I know you've got uh got something to take care of on on Friday evening, or you had something to take care of on Friday evening, so you're only only gonna be a part of the first segment, but that's fine. Um, we're gonna go get right on into it, man. The Los Angeles Lakers, Miami Heat, NBA Finals in the bubble, four games to two. On the heels of a 106-93 victory over said Heat in Game 6, wrapping up the 17th title in that franchise's history, going all the way back to the Minneapolis Lakers. LeBron James, your MVP of said finals, 28 points in, 10 assists, and 14 rebounds in the final game of the series and uh it was never even close Corey. never even close uh your thoughts on game six and the performance that was and really the performance that was not out of the miami heat yeah man the lakers just came out and and just meant business man you could tell they was locked in and focused they wanted to put it away um they just stayed aggressive all night, man, and just kept the pressure on and didn't let up. And LeBron just took over, man. And, and like you said, you know, having a stat line like that with a team like that, with, with AD on the side of him, there's no way Miami had a chance. Yeah, and um, I think we said it after game three. And we played uh, Vince McMahon's entry music, no chance. <laughs> they made themselves have a chance, though, man. They played they played valiant basketball. And the fact is, Jimmy Butler, he may not be a top-tier superstar, but doggone it, he is a star. And he makes everybody around you better. Just a little 
a couple of other stats from this game. Anthony Davis, 19 points, 15 boards. Kentavious Paul Caldwell Pope off the bench, 17 points in 33 minutes. Danny Green came alive and didn't miss a whole bunch of stuff. He had 11 points and five boards. And can we just talk about Rajon Rondo for a second? 19 points, four rebounds, four assists in 30 minutes. And uh, that dude showed why he was sometimes the best player on that on the floor when he was with those Celtics teams that had Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, and uh, Antoine Pierce. Yeah, no, yeah, Antoine Walker. No, 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 no. Kevin KG, Rondo, <laughs> um, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen. So, congratulations to the Lakers, man. Can I say my Lakers for yet another championship? And the Lakers only lost what five games in the in the playoffs as a total. And uh, for them, man, it is uh, a championship well deserved and long overdue. Um, and with with LeBron James and Anthony Davis probably opting out of free agency at the same time, the reports came out on Thursday that he is going to opt out. Opt out. He being Anthony Davis, even though he's going to be slated to make twenty eight point four million, I think it is. He's going to play or opt out to sign the bigger deal that's going to keep him there in L A. So that got me to thinking, Corey. Um, what do we see next for the Lakers? Well, man, it's going to be interesting. I definitely don't think that the team is going to be the same as it's currently constructed. Uh, like you said, there is already five players uh, that are automatically free agents, which is Jared Dudley, which doesn't matter, uh, Dwight Howard, um, Markeith Morris, which I think is a big part, uh, Dion Waiters, and J.R. Smith. So those five are automatic free agents. And then you have five others with options, which is AD, as you stated, uh, Catavius Caldwell Pope, Rajon Rondo, Avery Bradley, and JaVale McGee. So, as they're currently constructed, this team won't look the same. I do feel like they, that they will um, try to add additional players to better, better themselves, better than what they currently are. Uh, so, it's going to be interesting to see. You know, you hear all the rumors about uh, all these different players. You hear Chris Paul, you hear Bradley Beal. You hear Victor Oladipo. So I'm pretty sure some of those players are going are gonna to want to come to the Lakers just because of the prestige and the history and the possibility of winning the championship. So it's going to be real interesting to see what happened uh, over the offseason. Well, I don't think that for one second that Bradley Beal will end up in, in, in Los Angeles as a Laker. That contract is too big, and the Lakers don't really have any tradable assets to the Wizards to acquire him. Chris Paul, uh, he's been rumored to be going to Milwaukee. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, who knows what, Gian- what Giannis is going to do. He has said that he wants to be there. Um, I'm just not sold on uh, on any of those uh, the, with the Giannis thing, and I don't see the – I can't see the Bradley Beal thing actually happening. All right, so what do we think – what do we think is going to happen with Miami? Um – I don't know, man. I know, I'm pretty sure they're going to make some changes as well because um, they're right there, man. They just need a couple more pieces. Um, they got some young stars. They got one kid that looked like he worked at Wells Fargo as a teller. Um, what's his name? The shooter? <laughs> Tyler Hero. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Hero. The other one. Duncan Robinson. <laughs> yeah, Duncan Robinson, man. He looked like he worked at Chase Bank or something. Uh you got Tyler Hero. Um, of course, you got Jimmy Butler. 
You got um, you got your center. So they got they got great pieces, man. They just need to add some additional firepower. I don't know if it's on the defensive end because they got the shooters. Uh, so it'll be interesting for them as well. I just think that it's going to be a lot of changes in the NBA. I think there's going to be a lot of players uh, changing teams. And just watch out, man. Watch out for Giannis going to the Golden State Warriors. Oh, my Watch God. out for Because you got to look, man. They got the assets. They got, <sighs> they got the number two pick this year. They have Minnesota's uh, pick the year after that, which is going to be a first-round pick. They have players that's on the end of their contract, such as Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. They they have the firepower to do it. No, no, no. So Clay, if he Clay, Clay just signed a new extension uh, two years ago, he ain't going nowhere. But you don't think that you don't think that they would take Clay Thompson and uh, two first round picks and whatever future picks and whatever else they want them to throw in for Giannis. No, because Giannis is going to be a free agent, a uh, unrestricted free agent. So I don't see the Warriors really dealing anything like that. That's really the core of their team. When if they are truly in the sweepstakes, they won't have to do anything. Now, what I think will happen, and this is what I wanted to talk about too, was the way too early <laughs> look ahead. <laughs> the way too early. Look, the season just ended an hour ago and we already, t- look, I'm Okay, I'm gonna be like with it. some some Dallas Cowboys fans are. The season just ended an hour ago, and we already going to the Super Bowl. But yeah, I, I wanted to get to the way. Hey, the Cowboys, man. See, there you go. There you go. I wanted to get to the way too early. Look ahead, man, for the 2021 season as far as the NBA goes. Now. We know the Lakers are going to be there. We know the Heat. Well, let's just start in the West. We know the Lakers are going to be there. We know the Nuggets are going to be there. I have a feeling that the Blazers are going to be much improved. The Clippers are still going to be there because they still have Kawhi and 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 that other dude that didn't show up, playoff P or playoff playoff P list. But the Warriors are going to be absolutely in the mix. So that right there to me is your top five in any order. I mean, and then you got to put the Mavs in there too because I think the Mavs are going to make a play for a really, really solid piece that will complement both um uh, Chris Stapps as well as Luca, man, it's gonna be. It's, look, this this upcoming season is gonna be like the, for the Western Conference is gonna be like the Western Conference we were used to. What do you think? I agree, man. I didn't just go with the Western Conference. I just kind of put a top ten together, mm-hmm. East and West. I had Lakers number one, of course. I had the Clippers, I had the Bucks, I had Golden State, I had Brooklyn Nets, got the Celtics, got the Heat, got Denver, got the Mavericks, got Portland. And then you still can't forget about the Rockets. So that's 11 teams right there. And, you know, a couple of teams going to have new coaches um, with the Clippers and the Rockets. So it's going to be interesting, man. Like I said, I, I feel like a lot of um, teams are going to have different players next year. I think it's going to be a lot of swapping and trades and free agency and, and everything else. So it's going to be real interesting. But I think the Lakers still top dog, man. As long as they got AD and LeBron, they can continue to add pieces around them. So they still number one barring injuries. Okay, so um, I, I I I agree with you for the most part, um, but okay. So the Clippers they now have Tyron Lue as their head coach that came out on Thursday. Um, the Houston Rockets now have a new GM. 
um, with Jim Mori or no, 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 Daryl Mori no longer there. He stepped down and then they hired his assistant. Uh, he's I forgot the dude's name, so he's there. They haven't actually gotten a new coach yet, so I don't I, look. I think Houston's in I trouble. Yeah, I think I think they're going to be in a little bit of trouble um, because of the just disarray that's surrounding that club. Now in the East, of course, we got Boston, we got Philly, uh, Philly's new head coach Doc Rivers. Of course, we have Boston, we have Milwaukee, we have Toronto, we have Miami. Um, those are those are the six teams that, um, in my opinion, are going to remain right there. Um, I don't know. I don't know why Boston fails so badly against the Heat. But you have to think, and I think that for for the Heat, I mean, I think for the for the Celtics in that Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat, I don't think Kimball Walker was all the way right at all. I think that knee was still giving him a whole bunch, yeah, whole bunch of trouble there. So it's going to be real cool to see, man. And and what's crazy about it is this: is that the NBA season just wrapped up on what October the what eleventh? This 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 is the time that. Damn, they would be just getting ready to start the season. Thank you, 2020. Thank you. Um, and then, go ahead. But I know the season just wrapped up, but we still had an NBA draft coming up, which I'm very excited to see. Uh, it's going to be near and dear to my heart this year. There's three or four players that I actually know personally that my son London played against that's in the draft. So you got uh, Jemias Ramsey who went to Texas Tech. You got um, um, R.J. Hampton who skipped going to play in college and played overseas for the – I forgot what team it was overseas, but he went overseas. And then you got um, Tyrese Maxey who was at University of Kentucky. So – those three young men, I can't wait for the draft, man, to see where they actually fall. But they're all predicted to go in the first round. Yeah, man, we need to see about what you know what kind of strings you can pull to get them on the Shea Back Sports Show. <laughs> Use your influence, son. Use your influence. But yeah, and I'm pretty sure the network we've done something about with the draft. Um, really for the last five years. As a matter of fact, that's how I got my start with the network is by uh, being a participant uh, and a contributor to the NBA draft back in 2015. So like you, man, I'm very excited about it to see uh, what's going to shake out from that and to see what the Warriors are going to do with that number two pick. There's, I, I, don't th- I don't see any way that they keep that number They're not two keeping pick. It. Yeah, I see no. no. They, don't, they don't like young players like that. <laughs> They're they going for the jugular. They're trying to win. Yeah. That's why I'm telling you, they are going to package that pick. They're going to package their pick from Minnesota the year after that, and they're going to throw in a player or two. They are going – I know you don't want to hear it. They are going to trade for a maximum player, probably Giannis. If not Giannis, it's going to be somebody else that's, that's very impactful. Just oh. watch what I tell you. Okay, so you heard it here first on the Shake Back Sports Show on the Big Game Christian Sports Network, man, from Corey Ellison. Uh, dealing the blow to all uh, Laker faithful out there. That's going to wind it down for the first segment, man. Corey, be safe, man. We'll talk to you again on the next episode, bro. Um, <laughs> look, get, go away. Uh, come on back on the other side of the break, man. We got Natalie Turk. She's going to come in and talk about her Browns here on the Shake Back Sports Show. To the dopest engineer in the game, Big Day, Willie Epstein Jr., Corey Ellison, Mark Question Hub. Y'all come on back and holler at
and we welcome you back to the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Ask Anthony Hamilton to tell us in the background. Got time and a story to tell. We're going to talk about where we came from, man. And where we came from was the first segment. Uh, that's when Corey Ellison joined me once again. And we talked about the champions of the world in the National Basketball Association. I got a special guest, but not really. She's a special guest to this show, but she's not a stranger to me at all. Natalie Turkey. We're going to bring her in in just a moment before we move on in further in this second segment. It is being brought to you by... The Big Game Christian Sports Network. That's right. We are on YouTube at BGC Sports Network 1. Make sure you click the subscribe button there and get our videos. You are also, or you can also catch us on Twitter at BGC Sports 1 and on Instagram at BGC Sports 1. Facebook, BGC Sports Network for this show. On Instagram, that is the underscore shake underscore or shake underscore back sports and for twitter that will be at shake back sports all right coming to the microphone and in the studio with me is my hashtag sissy of baseball she is a brand new guest to this show cleveland sports talk writer and baseball aficionado you heard me right natalie turk what's up sis Hey, how you doing, Lily? Good. Welcome to the Shake Back Sports Show. We usually are talking about baseball during this time, of which we're going to get into that uh, later on in the weekend. But uh, welcome to the Shake Back Sports Show. I'm so happy to have you here with me again, or for the first time. But, you know, it's like ludicrous, back for the first time. So I'm, I'm glad to have you here. <laughs> I am glad that you asked to be on. I'm a big football fan, too, so this should be fun. Yeah, and uh, speaking of football, we're just going to jump right in it um, from there. Of course, if you were uh, so socially distant last Sunday or in week five or hiding under a rock, you would have seen or at least heard of what happened to quarterback from the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, and the gruesome leg injury that he suffered in that game against the New York Giants. Um, when I saw it, I almost threw up my liver, my spleen, my pancreas, and every other internal organ that I have. Natalie, did you actually see the play? Well, I did. I was, well, not live, but within a few minutes, I was watching another game, and, you know, it came across a ticker on the bottom, and I turned to that game, and literally, and I have a strong stomach. It, it was hard to watch that replay again and they kept showing it and the concern um you know for what would possibly the implications of his career and just not even thinking his career but just that injury at the time um it it was gruesome to watch um and but it was also just heart-wrenching to think of the pain in the future and just everything was rushing through my mind at one time Mm mm-hmm and when I saw it and when I saw it, when I first saw it, I said, oh, God, this isn't going to be good. And then the camera zoomed in on it and showed him to actually trying to pop his ankle back into place. Yes. yes. And then uh, when that didn't happen, he lifted his leg up. You can see you out, all y'all out there listening can't can't see it. But we're going to post this video to YouTube and this ankle kind of looked like this. If you can see that, Natalie, and yes. uh, or his whole foot, really, his bottom, bottom, bottom part of his leg. And 
Of course, that game was on here in the local market because it's the local market. But I saw that and I said, oh, my God. And I I hate the Dallas Cowboys. You understand? I mean, I just I just I just I despise them. You know, they 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 and it's not really them. It's their their fans. I can't stand their fans. But um, so the injury, of course, Wound up being diagnosed as a broken ankle and a dislocated ankle. He had surgery that night out of fear of an infection, and he's going to be out six months. So I have a couple questions that I want to ask Natalie um, about that. And one of them is, do we really think that he's going to be the same after he comes back from this? Because one of his one of his strongest suits was being durable, and now he's going to be out for six months with an injury a catastrophic injury and one that he really needs because he he uses his legs a lot to run the ball right i was gonna say that so his legs definitely are you know one of his strengths and i i don't think sadly and, and you know i don't really like the cowboys either so i don't wish that on anyone so but i don't think that his career is going to be the same he um i just don't think he's going to be an elite a QB one coming back after this, um, it's going to be a lot of work for him to just to rehabilitate that in general. So I just think with his quickness and the way he relies on his legs for movement, um, six months of an injury. I mean, that's, that's going to be, I think he can just start practicing again in six months. I mean, depending on how long the season lasts, if there's any delays with COVID or, you know, if he'll be able to play next season. I just don't see, you know, him getting back to where he was. Um, And even though we could share some dislike for the team, of course, you know, that's his career. And I saw him getting carted off the field, you know, and he had – those tears in his eyes but later they posted a video of him in the hospital and at least he had a smile then um you know but in that moment i was thinking you know he's probably feeling the physical pain but just all those emotions running at him asking the same questions you asked me where's my career you know my life my livelihood my passion is probably what he was thinking as he's getting carted off that field and i don't think it'll be the same well, one thing that we know about Dak, uh, and particularly here in, in this area, is how, number one, a wonderful young man he is. And number two, the type of leader that he is. And number three, you know, we've seen him have to bounce back or in this case, shake back from adversity. And stories like this are one of the reasons why this show was created. But um, and his faith in God, his faith in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is is the biggest thing that he has in his corner. And just from just from the scene on the field when the injury happened and he was being loaded up onto that cart and all of the players from both sides coming over to him and really sharing uh, their feelings with them and telling him, hey, it's going to be all right. You know, all of the encouragement they were giving him and even his former head coach. Jason Garrett went over there and checked on him, which what I which is what I thought was one of the most classy moves I've seen by an opposing, you know, member of a coaching staff in a very long time. So and then later on or actually later on in the week, I believe it was on Thursday. 
because I actually tweeted about it. I think I tweeted about it at Shakeback Sports where he was in the car and he was on his way to the doctor and he was in nothing but great spirits. And I was like, how can you not love this dude? Yeah, that's true. And I do agree with that. So I don't mean to be so negative because I do believe in faith getting us through things of adversity that, you know, it may doctors say one thing people can say whatever but we don't control that higher power does so hopefully with you know i'm wrong in what i'm saying about him physically and if he has that spirit and that will to fight and he's a fighter and and you've mentioned that he does have that then he would have a chance you know to pull that together putting in that hard work and then you know just also his his faith behind him yeah and and also you know his of course his mom passed away when he was younger his brother just committed suicide earlier this year he came out and said himself or about himself that he was feeling uh he had bouts of depression because of the covid because of his brother because of his mom because of everything that was going on and trust me he ain't the first man that has gone through that. I mean, I've I've got a shake back story a, a bit of myself re- regarding all of that. Um, but uh, you know, I I am a I am a truly 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 avid Dak Prescott fan. And it, you can say, well, how can you? It's kind of like you. How can you be a Steelers fan and a Browns fan? Well, how can you hate the Cowboys but love their quarterback? I love their quarterback, the man first. And then I love their quarterback the sec uh, the, because he's the quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Secondly, and just when you when a person has gone through what he has gone through, I mean, if you're not a fan of that, then you need to check your heart and check your 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 blood because uh, either you're either you're pumping ice ice or ice water or you're not pumping anything at all. So, um, but then I thought about, and let's go to the, let's go to the own or really the business part of this now, because as we know, Dak was playing under the franchise tag for 31.4 million. And Natalie down here in, in the Dallas area, that, that, that talk seemed to be heavy going on about whether it was, people were saying it was going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, it never did happen. Um, but now with him, with this injury, does how, how is this going to hamper uh, his 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 ability and the pursuit of him actually getting a uh, a long term deal. Yeah, I think that he. I'd say it's sort of like a gamble, you know. He was taking with with the contract, and, and you know, kind of like Kirk Cousins did. And I don't see him being able to get the type of contract that he was shooting for with the franchise um, after the injury. I don't know if that's what they're saying down there in the in the area as well, but it almost seems as if maybe he should have. Yeah. I guess you could say maybe should have, could have, would have. I mean, we can't go back in time, but, you know, looking at it now, it doesn't seem to have been a good decision move on his part. But like you said, hopefully with the faith, he'll get that, but realistically i'm not sure on a business side that that's going to happen i think i think he's going to be just fine i don't know really and truly um if he's going to spend the rest of his career with the cowboys especially it was already in jeopardy and that was that was a bunch of stuff that was being whispered about that um down here uh but now with this this happening i don't believe it's going to happen at all i still think he's going to get um cuz the the whole thing about his contract negotiation natalie was the fact that 
the Cowboys wanted to give him five years and he wanted four. And that's because of the new TV money that's going to kick in, uh, I believe, in the season of 2022. So he was he was going to take the max deal that he could get now. Um, but they wouldn't come off that they being the Cowboys wouldn't come off for five years. So he got hung up because he wanted to get this big contract and then bet on himself again in 2023 or whenever it is when a TV deal comes out and get another big contract. But I think this is what's going to happen at this point. I don't know uh, if they're going to be willing to franchise him at this point, because that was the first thing they were going to do. They were going to franchise him again next year. And um, and then he would be an unrestricted free agent can go anywhere he wanted. I don't know if they're going to do that this year. They may offer him a one-year deal or maybe even a two-year deal, which is that I think that'll still be right up his alley. But the of course the amount of money at that point will be significantly less, even with Patrick Mahomes getting half a billion and Deshaun Watson getting what he got, and and with with uh, with uh, Lamar Jackson going to get what he's going to get. So um, I, I I don't I, I don't know, and nobody's really down here talking about it too much at this point. Because the season, of course, is still going on and the outlook for the Dallas Cowboys, I can tell you right now that a lot of people are are thinking that they're going to be better than they actually were with Dak at the helm. And the the reason why that is is because they got Andy Dalton and who you probably are familiar with being from Cleveland, um, him coming over from the Bengals. He played at TCU down here. Um, I think he's from some small town in Texas. He uh, he signed for three million with the option of getting up to seven million that he's probably going to get now. And hey, Andy Dalton's been—he's taken this team, t- taking teams to the playoffs many times before. Now, when they got there, right. they ain't won nothing. But <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And I mean, he has great weapons, you know, at his disposal there in Dallas. Um, I'm going to tell you one thing though: if the defense doesn't step up for Dallas, Troy Aikman can come out of the booth and throw. And they're not going to win. So unless this defense steps up, they they gave up four or nine points to Cleveland. I mean, so I think if the defense gets it together, Dalton will be fine. So I don't I don't have, wouldn't have concerns for Dalton, but I I definitely think that Dallas defense needs to step up for sure. I think I, this is what I think is going to happen. Okay, um, they still have Ezekiel Elliott. Um, in the backfield 90 something million dollar extension that he got last year they still have cd lamb who is come out like gangbusters oh yeah they still have amari cooper but he disappears at times but he can still yes. he can i take him in FanDuel some weeks i'm like okay hello can you give me some points <laughs> and then, right yeah and then they have michael gallup but the thing is that i think they're going to rededicate themselves to running the football even though their offensive line is in a shambles. I mean, their line is terrible. Uh, Tyron Smith is out for the year. And Joe Looney is out for a while. And Lyle Collins is out for the year. So they're playing with two backups uh, at the tackle positions. So they're going to rededicate themselves to playing to, to play smash mouth football. They'll probably go heavy sets with two or three tight ends. And that'll open up the play action for for Andy Dalton to get separation for those wide receivers and then on top of that and this is going to be the biggest thing it's going to allow them to let the defense rest and get into a bit of a rhythm and pin their ears back and just go for the juggler because when you have Alden Smith who hadn't played football in five years on one side leading the NFL in sacks and you've got Demarcus Lawrence your $20 million dude on the other side something's going to give on that so I think that 
and I, selfishly, I'm hoping that they suck. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, I, I don't think it's a total total uh, uh, disaster like some people around here may be thinking it's going to be. And as a matter of fact, Natalie, there's people on the national level. Um, I can't think of who said it. It may have been Damian Woody, or it may have been it may have been Marcus Spears. And uh, of course, Marcus Spears played in in Dallas, and he actually still lives in Dallas. But he has said that, or they have said that the Cowboys' offense is actually going to be better. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting take. Yeah. I mean, but I don't I don't have any issues with Dalton. Um, like I said, being from Ohio, I'm I'm used to um, that name. I'm not watching the Bengals play a lot, so I think they'll be all right there. Um, if the defense can get it together, I like the way that you mentioned that, giving them a rest or whatever, then, hey, I think they're still lined up to win. Um, I thought the last, you know, they won it for Dak, I guess, per se. We'll kind of see what happens um, going forward. But, you know, maybe that also pushes the team. I mean, depending on the team camaraderie, I think that sometimes, you know, they – can really bond through an injury something like that that was that significant to their quarterback so yeah yeah you're right um i'm a big believer in in that kind of thing yeah well like i said selfishly i hope they suck uh, for the rest right. of the year but <laughs> this is the thing too that they had the, the biggest thing that they have going for them as we have about 15 seconds left to go in this segment the biggest thing that they have going for them is that they play in the worst division in all of organized sports I ain't talking about just the NFL. I'm talking about from Pee Wee League all the way up to the NFL and in any other sport out there. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for the second segment here on the uh, here on the Shake Back Sports Show. I got my hashtag Sissy of Baseball with me, Natalie Turk. Come on back on the other side of the break, man. We're going to get into some hashtag Homer stuff. I'm going to let her spew off some things about the Cleveland Browns as they're playing very well. All right, so Natalie Turk, Corey Ellison, Marquess and Huff to the dopest engineer in the game. Big day, Willie F.T. Jr., Y'all come on back and hop at us. Making a lot of noise. I, I, I can't dance. Let's the two seat I mean, I try. It's wherever you want to go. And we welcome you back to the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the BGC Sports Network. Rick Ross, Chrisette Michelle, Drake, Aston Martin Music, and we are rolling in our chicken box right here on the show. Natalie Turk, say what's up. Hey. What's up? <laughs> to the dopest engineer <laughs> on the globe. Big day. What's happening? Sports fans all around the rock. Corey Ellison out on assignment. Marquess and Huff out on assignment. But your boy Willie Epting Jr. is in the hizzy as uh, we are wrapping up the final quarter of this episode, which is being brought to you by the Big Game Christian Sports Network. That's right. We are on Alexa. We are on TuneIn. We are on uh everything social media instagram um twitter facebook all of that so y'all make sure y'all hit us up bgc sports one twitter for and instagram as well as bgc sports one network for youtube and 
TuneIn app. Just put in BGC Sports in your search bar, and you will find us there. Also, you can tell your smart speaker to say, Alexa, play BGC Sports, and she will play that for you. All right, just mention, just in case you missed it in the second segment, we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys and their quarterback and the season-ending injury, injury that he sustained. And, uh, man, our heartfelt prayers and, and well wishes go out to Dak. We just say that in the first segment. And uh, neither one of us, Natalie or I, are Cowboy fans, but how can you not like that kid for – and all that he embodies. All right, so we're going to get into the third segment and uh, we're going to get some Cleveland Browns insider information because Natalie, of course, writes for Cleveland Sports uh, Talk up there in Northeast Ohio. So she's going to give us the goods. The Cleveland Browns, um, I actually had pegged them to be a team in week three uh, that needed to get a victory um, after losing in week two. And uh, they have not lost since then. They are 4-1, coming off of a victory, of course, over the Dallas Cowboys. And their last win was over who, Natalie? Colts. Over the Colts. And uh, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb is on IR, from what I understand, for a little while. Uh, They've got a couple of dynamic running backs to include Kareem Hunt. And what's the other gentleman's name, Natalie? I didn't. You said Kareem Hunt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Kareem Hunt. On Cooper. Yeah, yeah. And then also, of course, OBJ and Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper and a good, pretty good offensive line that is a very much an upgrade from what they had last year. All right. So the Browns are, what, 4-1? and one? Yes. For what? the first time in... I don't know the lifetime. I'm not really sure. <laughs> the first time we can go back decades since the, they've been four and one. So the, the first time since Adam and Eve. Yes. <laughs> okay. So get, t- tell the people out there, tell the listeners what the mood is like in Cleveland for the Browns after five weeks of the season. Okay. So here's the thing. Let me set the stage for you. They, like I said, they have been four and one or haven't been four and one in decades or no one even remembers or just so used to losing. And this town is on fire about the Browns, but there is no game in this season that is more important to this city than the Steelers game. Every year when they play the Steelers, it's like the Browns Super Bowl. that they go there and play well they haven't won in Heinz Field I think in 15 plus years so they're going they're traveling to Pittsburgh so the mood here is this season has really been um, a, a big turnaround last year you know there was talk about Baker Mayfield and his sophomore slump so this season with the turnaround they're having and playing so well but a lot hinges on this game mentally because they're they're rivals but it's been joked that they're not really rivals because they can't hang with the Steelers you know the Steelers are undefeated so this game is going to solidify for the city and I think maybe not as much nationally but they need this win it's important um I almost think if they don't beat Pittsburgh this season takes a turn for the Browns. That's how important this is for them. And and being said, like I said, um, Baker is questionable um, with the hit to the chest. I do believe he's going to play. Um, 
I have to say, and people always roll their eyes at me, I do not care. I absolutely, though, adore the backup quarterback for the Browns, Case Keenum. I've been following his career since he was with um, Houston, and I never thought that he got a good enough chance down there, and I always thought he could be a great quarterback. So, um, you know, I I laughed and said, if um, Baker's not ready to play, let's put Case in, because I I was so happy when they got him. I just thought, you know, he is a a great quarterback, in my opinion. And people laugh at me. I really don't care because I think that he is good. So um, they're going to face one of the best um, defenses. They're not the Steel Curtain anymore, but granted, they're a good defense. Um, I think they lead the league in sacks, Pittsburgh does. So Baker, you know, with that chest hurting, you don't know if we might see Case pop in the game. But um, Beckham... He tested negative for COVID, so he has been cleared Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. to play. He's still not feeling that well. They have him questionable, but from what I'm hearing, you know, he'll be taking the field as well. So they are looking very strong and ready to go, and we're going to see what happens. Um, Heinz Field has been the graveyard, basically, for coaches also over the last um, 15-plus years. I, You know, so if... The Browns don't get it done there. They're going to have a big, big hole to dig themselves out of. And the Browns are, I think the NFC, I mean, I'm sorry, the AFC uh, North is probably the toughest division in football. Maybe you could throw in the NFC West, maybe a little bit of the AFC West with my Raiders that we're going to get to here in just a moment after what we did to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, But I think the Browns are, are... They've accepted who they are, and I believe that that is because of Kevin Stefanski and the the identity that he has brought to this to that city and to that team. Um, the coach that was there last year, I forgot his name. He was only there for a year. What what was his name? Um, he uh, wasn't here long enough. We don't know. We uh, don't care. Yeah. Okay. So the the, the, <laughs> the coach that will remain. We don't na- speak of him because <laughs> bad things happen when we bring up his name. Oh. Okay. Then we won't do that. The coach that will remain nameless. Yeah. Since he is he since he has departed or was kicked out, um, Stefanski has brought in an attitude. He's brought in a culture, and frankly. Uh, when when Corey and I did the quarter pole award show in the last episode, he was actually my coach of the quarter. So I love what that man is or what that guy is doing uh, up there in that city. And this is a big game because of what happened the last time these two teams faced, or not that, oh, not the last Miles time. Garrett, yeah. yeah, Mason Rudolph uh, helmet incident. What so yes. has the has the fan base up there been really talking about that too much about this being yes okay yes. oh yes so the fans I mean I'm not sure if y'all are really know about Browns fans and the dog pound and you know I mean we're talking passionate football mm-hmm. fans and not always brings out the best in people um you know I for one um personally wasn't 
a fan of Rudolph getting, you know, hit without his helmet. I thought that was just, but they have fans up here calling, you know, for a replay of that. So, I mean, you, you have the extremes on each side. It's almost like political left and right. You know, you get extremists on both sides, but there are some really um, extreme Browns fans who are really wanting to see some smash mouth football. I mean, they just want to go out there. They want to, literally possibly maybe not kill i shouldn't say we won't go into that but i mean hopefully not. they, they want to hurt the steelers so um that i don't know if that incident's quite gone out of their mind and hopefully with the new coaching um and just that they're playing better that they won't take it to a level like that on the field at heinz field i'm hoping for them yeah, definitely a huge game, not only just for the Browns, but for uh, positioning in the AFC North as a whole. That game will be on CBS, uh, 1 o'clock local time there in Pittsburgh, and it is going to be a bloodbath, in my opinion, uh, yeah. figuratively speaking, of course. All right, so I want to give a little time and toot my own horn a little bit to my Las Vegas Raiders. All we did was go into Arrowhead Stadium and uh, pick apart the Kansas City Chiefs, the world champion Kansas City Chiefs for that matter. The Chiefs team that everybody is saying is going to be a dynasty. Well, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, um, Nelson Aguilar, and Darren Waller, and Devontae Freeman, we just went in there and just kicked their but now you talk about a, you know you talk about um, hate. When I said I hated the Dallas Cowboys, Nat, multiply that times infinity for the Chiefs. As a matter of fact, I had this rolling thing on this show, and it says I hate them. Basically, just that I hate them. I hate them. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's that deep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Derek Carr has been much maligned. Uh, really for the better part of his career with the exception of the 2016 season that which he was on his way to the MVP and I in my opinion my strong opinion the Raiders were headed to the Super Bowl but for a broken leg at the hands of the defensive lineman from the Indianapolis Colts Um, it didn't happen but that was all jokes aside that was a huge victory for the Raiders uh, coming into a bye week and that was on that that game against the Chiefs was the third game of New England, Buffalo, and the Chiefs, of which we really should have come out of that three game set, uh, two game or two and one, but it didn't quite happen. So um, I'm very proud of that team at this moment. And uh, one thing that the Raiders have have not been doing is uncharacteristically not committing a lot of penalties. And I I'm like waiting for the big penalty to uh, bring back a score. Thoughts? Yeah, so I, I don't hate the Chiefs. Sorry. I, I hate mean, them. I, I'm not going to apologize for it, actually. I kind of like them. But um, so we'll, we'll have to get into that at some point. But I... Um, doesn't hurt I, I root for the underdog so i guess that's what i'll call oakland but um no i think in, in las vegas it's, it's funny that you mentioned um kansas city just because i mean they're so i i don't i hate them. i don't think they're gonna be a legacy type team i mean i don't i don't i don't agree i wouldn't go that far so i mean i'm not gonna put them up 
when I when you say hate, so I hate the Patriots. So that's my hate team. I don't hate them as much since Tom Brady is gone because I hate Tom Brady. But um, <laughs> who, you know, so th- th- I kind of feel you there on that. I guess if we had to, you know, put those two teams up against each other and say hate, that uh, that's a team I hate. Um, but it that's my thoughts. Well, we got... We got a little bit more than a minute left to go in the show already. So I want you to go ahead and tell the Shake Back Sports Show listeners all of your social media information, how they can follow you, how they can stalk you. Yeah, <laughs> Sports stalk wise. me, please. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Not for real, though. Kidding. Um, so you can read my writing if you're interested in any Cleveland sports at www.cleesportstalk.com. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Nats Sports Chat, and I'm also on Twitter at Nats Sports Chat. And I welcome new followers. Um, I love to tweet about sports, so you can find all the my opinions and rants with, on my social media. Yeah, and ladies and gentlemen, she is a tremendous follow. Uh, on the hashtag Brothers Baseball show that she regularly contrib- contributes with me um, now on she's helped me get uh, so many followers for that show um, just a couple other notes before we get up out of here we got 15 seconds left to go uh, prayers up for head coach for the Alabama Crimson Tide Nick Saban as he has tested positive for COVID-19 uh, and there are a lot of games on the slate in college football that have been postponed to include LSU and Florida which was a big big matchup for the Gators in my opinion alright so that's going to wrap it up for another episode of the Shake Back Sports Show right here on the Big Game Christian Sports Network. Up next, my big homie, my brother from another mother, Donald Ware from Press Box to Press Road. Uh, special thanks to Natalie for appearing. Corey Ellison, Marquess and Huff, Big Day, dopest engineer in the game, sports fans all over the rock. Willie Epstein Jr., y'all take care of each other, hug each other, love each other, and we out. Peace. Peace.